Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. In our last episode, we looked at cleanses and there were very different, various different things that fell into the category of cleanses, but just looked at cleanses in general to see if they were uh, something that were recommendable, something that was good for your health, and if so, what kind were the best cleanses. So if that's something that interests you, go back and check out last episode. This week, we're going to look at is breakfast really the most important meal of the day? First, let's look at some of the history of breakfast. Um, what is breakfast? It is the first meal you eat in the morning after having woken up. Um, so it's usually been 10 to 12 hours since your last meal. So you've already done a little bit of a fast, and this is the meal that will break your fast. And it is supposed to replenish the nutrients that you've used up while you were sleeping and you weren't eating. Historically, breakfast was always supposed to be an easy meal, something really easy to fix. And that made sense because, I mean, you go back to the caveman days, they didn't have time to go out and catch something or kill it or whatever. So you ate whatever was left around, uh, around the house, around the cave, whatever. And then it's kind of the same thing in the ancient Roman times and in the medieval times. It usually consisted of some meats. Uh, it was meat. It was a dried meat, um, some cheeses, some fruits, honey. Some of y'all are going to like this. Uh, usually it consisted of some wine. So that was the traditional breakfast. Um, the poorer people, a lot of them ate a gruel of some kind, like an oatmeal, um, grits whatever it was something a porridge that was already pre-made and you just dipped some out and you ate that because americans have always done things to the excess um, that's where the meat and egg breakfast started and we started eating more and more of the high protein high fat foods for breakfast and in 1894 because he thought that the breakfast was too excessive that we needed to eat less meat and not drink coffee and have um more whole grains, Dr. Harvey Kellogg um, invented the cornflake for breakfast. Now, I said the cornflake had been around before, but he invented the cornflake, especially as a breakfast cereal, to improve the general health of the breakfast that Americans were eating. It's also interesting to know that in 1945, the Kellogg Company introduced the modern cereal box. Now, ironically, Dr. Kellogg introduced the cornflake to make a healthy breakfast. In a study that was done last year, the sugariest, the, the breakfast cereal that had the most sugar in it, and it was 59% sugar by weight, was made by the Kellogg Company. It was the Kellogg's Honey Smack Cereal. Also, while we're at it, we're going to stay on a little bit of breakfast irony here. In, food, in breakfast food categories, the sugariest, the one that has the most sugar in it of all the breakfast food categories, is in fact not the super sugary kids cereals. It is granola, which is advertised and marketed to be a healthy cereal, but it has by far the most cereal in it, uh, most sugar in it of all the breakfast cereals. Now, not working for the Kellogg's, I mean for the Cheerios company, but the one with the least sugar in it, only 4% sugar by weight, was the Cheerios. 
So just as a thought, and I've heard this said by several dietitians, you're better off if you're going to do cereal, especially for your kids, is give them an unsweetened cereal like uh, Cheerios and give them a sugar bowl. And don't tell them you're limited because most of that sugar they dump on there is going to sink to the bottom of the bowl. They're never going to eat it. And most of them are not going to put 59% of the weight of the cereal that they've got in their bowl in sugar. So they're probably better off to just go ahead and dump some sugar in with the milk and the cereal if you're serving your children's cereal. But yet we have not answered, is breakfast the most important meal of the day? And really what got me started this is I was looking at the National Weight Loss Registry. And the National Weight Loss Registry is just a group of people who volunteer to share information. But to qualify for it, you have to have lost at least 30 pounds or 30 pounds or more and kept it off for a year or more. And out of the people in the National Weight Loss Registry, 78% of them, 78, that's a lot, 78% of them say they eat breakfast every day. And I looked in in one weight loss study that if you eat 70% of your calories before 3 p.m., you lost 20% more weight. It's been found that in women, breakfast eaters have a lower BMI. Also, people who eat breakfast have better memories. They've done memory tests on people and not just kids because I know people talk about eating the breakfast to get better grades in school and everything. But they've done this with adults. And people who eat breakfast have better memories. They also have improved mood during the day. They also have fewer heart attacks. There was another study, or several studies that studied people who skipped breakfast. Now, some of you say, well, I eat a protein bar or something. You're considered to have skipped breakfast if you eat less than 50 calories per breakfast before 10 o'clock. Those people who skipped breakfast have a higher abdominal circumference. You got a bigger belly. They have a higher total cholesterol. Their LDL, remember that's lousy density lipoprotein. It's not really what it stands for, but that's the best way to remember it. That's the bad stuff. They've got more of the LDL. Most of them have higher blood pressure. And they have a 21% greater risk of being a type 2 diabetic. So when you look at all that, you'd pretty much say, wow, case closed, eat breakfast. But is it really that simple? Is breakfast the key cause of all of these good things? Turns out quite believably, quite possibly, yes and no. Depending on how the studies are designed, some of the studies have found that if you eat breakfast, your parameters on these improve, especially your blood cholesterol and your blood lipid profiles. That seems to improve the best, and also the uh, blood uh, blood sugar issues. Those seem to respond the best in studies. The weight loss, the better memory, the improved moods, the lower heart attacks, they're definitely correlated, but by changing them in a study, they haven't been able to get the exact results that says, yes, definitely, if you eat a good balanced breakfast, you're going to have better mood, you're going to have uh, thinner waist, you're going to have whatever. But it does seem that there's a correlation. But you can't really, it hasn't been proven in double-blind studies. However, it's really hard to do a study, a long-term study, where you make somebody eat breakfast. And if they were already eating breakfast, they probably already had the, um, probably already were experiencing the benefits. So 
these are really difficult studies to carry out. So what's the, the bottom line? It did seem that the people who ate breakfast and who ate a balanced, healthy breakfast. Now, I say breakfast. I love donuts. But grabbing a donut and a cup of coffee is the recipe for disaster, not the recipe for a good breakfast. So if you want a good breakfast, it needs to have at least 30 grams of protein. Preferably have some whole grains, um, some fruits or vegetables. I, I know people with a good spinach omelet. And very low in refined sugar. If you eat a breakfast that meets those criteria and you eat it most days of the week, um, chances are you will see improved uh, cognitive benefits. So your memory will be better, your mood will be better, and you'll see great health benefits. Will you necessarily drop pounds like crazy? Eh, probably not. Um, but if you do eat the calories earlier in the day and you reduce the number of calories that you eat, chances are your weight loss will be more successful if that's what you're looking for. So for overall health, a good healthy breakfast of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, at least 30 grams of protein, and low in refined sugar seems to be a good way to make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner. <laughs>